This is Culture Communication and Brand Moments with Shelby Joe Long, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Culture, Communication, and Brand Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Shelby Joe Long. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Genius Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Shelby Joe Long. I'm here to help tell the stories of those experts out there that have created businesses out of their genius to inspire you to think about your skills in a different way. And you can construct a life of your passion by creating a business out of your expertise. Today is no exception. I'm very excited for this lively conversation. Daryl Stern with Stern Storming is going to tell us his story about how he created a business out of his expertise. Daryl, welcome to the podcast today. It's so glad to be here. I'm I'm really honored and what you do is really exceptional. It's, It's amazing to see. Well, thank you. It's I love telling the stories and I think it's just, I think many of us are itching to develop businesses out of our, what we do and what we're good at. And uh, it's possible because a lot of people have done it, which is why I'm excited to interview experts like you. Can you give our audience an idea of your business and what you do? Sure. Um, I grew up as a child actor. I was the voice of Scooter Computer on Schoolhouse Rock as I get over, as I got older. Uh, my agent told me, you know, I missed that Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio look. I picked up a little floppy disk in 1997 when I got a master's in communications that said HTML. I decided to learn the computer programming and go backstage or go into the engineering of the stuff. So I started the world's first ethical website design and development business uh, in 2002. And that's all I was doing was in the background, you know, making these websites, as we all know. The internet got faster and faster and faster. And this Zuckerberg cave made this thing called Facebook. And then there's streaming and YouTube and videos and all this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, you know, all these business people are trying to make videos and they're not actors, right? And it's really funny even when when things like Facebook Live came out and everybody started doing live broadcasting. Did anyone go and look at, listen to, you know, live broadcasts or the radio or watch the Tonight Show or look at the format or Oh, we're just going to go live ourselves and just start to do it. So um, that's where I really say that, you know, marketing is theater and it's more about how you can tell a story and land a story and how emotionally transparent you can be. And finally, how much energy variant, you know, variance you can add. So I fell back in love with myself. I, I had hated the fact that I was not on stage. I missed the stage. I missed speaking. I missed helping direct theatrical productions. And now I do that. I just do it on the digital stage. It, it's such a unique expertise. And it's, uh, it's not a foreign expertise, but it's not super common, uh, especially in, in the space of marketing and especially in the space of, I work in the brand space. We, we work in a very similar space. We work in brand and it's really a brand strategy and in the many different ways you're going to communicate and influence your audience. And, uh, and I don't do the video piece, but you do, but it's, it's mm-hmm. interesting because it, people don't think of that is a, that's a true art form. It's a true skill to be able to communicate in that way and to influence people in that way. And the fact that 
you came to terms with it and discovered that and now you create a business out of it. I think that's really inspiring. Well, thank you. The other side of it is my father was a philosophy philosophy professor. So he was drilling into me etymology, words on meaning, business ethics, Socrates, Plato, and all this. And my mom was a school teacher. So when I started looking at SEO, like search engine optimization, I was doing that when we were doing blogging. There was no videos. It was just articles, you know, back in the day when we were articles and all that. But then the video came along. I said, hold on a minute. You are a gift to the world. The world needs your gifts. You know all of this information, right? If I can pull it from you and get you to act it out in a very, you know, you know, in a way that's fun and enter a little bit of entertaining, but also really informative, I could extract this content. Then I got the brilliant idea of, well, why don't I take these videos, transcribe them, edit them, and put them out as articles as well, so I can do this old-fashioned thing. It's not old-fashioned, but they, yeah, it's, now it looks like it's old-fashioned called content marketing. Which is where you build up a whole series of blogs uh, that are interlinked. So I worked with an auto mechanic, genius auto mechanic. He could do a six-minute long video, no editing, bam, like just nail it, right? And then we could go really, really fast. We were putting out almost seven videos a week. With the transcriptions, he's always saying these particular keywords, as you call it in SEO, over and over and over again. The analogy I make is, you remember this old-fashioned thing called books? Do you remember the Shelby books? You know, and we used to hold I do remember that. Right? I teach, yeah. Right. right, there you go. You publish them too, right? And they're awesome. So in the back of a book, there's an index, right? In the back of your book, it says branding, storytelling, brand strategy, and all the other keywords around that. You mention this over and over again. It says what number, you know, what page number of the book. You mention these terms. Therefore, I go to the library. I want to take out a book that's on this. I go look in your book. Well, there's you're mentioning this more than anybody else, right? Therefore, you're an authority on it. You have more teaching about it than anybody else. Google is the same thing, right? Okay, Google's going. Okay, well, who has the a the most high quality, uh, most authoritative, you know, true uh, answers to everyone question, you know, and has the most information about it than anybody else. So that's how I took this auto mechanic. That's a short version of the story from, you know, $50,000 a month to $600,000 a month by crisscrossing every different type of story together, interlinking it all together. Also using this amazing thing that has a search engine on it called YouTube, which is the second most popular search engine in the world. And the third thing is localization. One mistake that a lot of people make, especially in the speaker, author, coach, you know, publishing my own book space is I'm an internationally known best selling author. Well, really you're not, you, you, you know, you have a thousand followers on LinkedIn. You, you're not quite yet, but you're calling yourself that because you've got a book published and that's great. But it really, when you do the work to actually put out like everything that you know, over and over again for, you know, we're talking about four years Right. And really then I'm working really hard to establish your authority. Then, yes, that is what we call influence. Really, that's what an influencer is truly has demonstrated their expertise right in a field and is known really for it. So I kind of reverse engineered that process and said, well, there's all this information in you. And most people in their business, they're sitting inside their business going, damn it. We don't have anything. Damn it. Right. And they don't realize that they can just start to record all the things that they know and put it out there uh, and just never stop and do right. it relentlessly 
but with the joy of, I love this stuff. This kid loves cars. Like he loves fixing them. And he knows so much about every fact about it. It's like a living Wikipedia and he loves it. And he has a good heart too. And he just really wants to keep people safe on the road and all these other good qualities that come out of him that earn this ultimate commodity, which is the commodity that we want to make the big bucks, which is called trust, which goes back to Zig Ziglar's old fashioned thing, which is before the internet, the no like and trust factor. And I, I'm, I, I like to reverse engineer things. I, I say, okay, if that's what you want, you want me to get to know you. All right. I'm going to tell some background about my story, my life. Da, da, da. Let's get to know each other. We're at a networking meeting or we're out to dinner or on a date even, you know, let's get to know each other. Okay. I like you. Yeah. I like that. We both like Star Wars. That's great. Blah, 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 blah. And then along the way, you get to trust a person, right? Or a business. And when you reach that point, that's where you uh, really reach that point where you no longer have to be going out and in this scarcity mode of, will you please hire me? Right. right. And giving discounts and underselling and all of that, you can raise the value of your value proposition and you made it because you actually did the work. I want to talk a little bit about story. This is a, that's a piece that, that again, you and I are in the same space of yeah. brand and story and monetizing your ideas and creating assets. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to talk about story because I, I believe, and I, and I believe that you're speaking the same language that story is critical to your brand and your business uh, that the the why it's the why behind you do what you do it's the way to create immediate trust with your potential clients and people that don't know you when they know a little bit more about you they're going to be loyal to your brand so i think story is really critical but can you talk about the power of story or how you use story in your videos sure. and in your marketing can you talk a little bit about sure. that so i'm going to go back in time a bit there's a story of this prophet guy named jesus uh, 300 you know, years later, after he rose from the grave, some people started to write it down. And it's probably the most repeated story in the world. So you want to make your story repeatable, meaning that it's such an inspiring or interesting or uplifting or you put in the adjective, right, story, that your story is actually being retold by other people. Or in the social media sense, they're sharing it, right? Which is that what what going viral means. Um, story is how we've learned everything in our society. The Greeks wrote tragic, you know, morality plays, Grimm's fairy tales. Disney, of course, redoing that kind of stuff. The fable of this guy named Luke Skywalker. Story is how we convey our philosophy, how we teach our lessons. It's the most powerful way that humans have communicated, right? I don't sit there and lecture you on something. Hopefully not. Your mom doesn't do that, you know, or whatever, (laughs) or your brother or your cousin, whatever. You know what I mean? But if they tell you a story about it, oh, I get it now, right? Oh, I understand why I shouldn't do that. Or, oh, I I see now who you are. Um, I'll give you another example. Character development. Now, I call it, I take this from playwriting, right? And screenwriting. You're genius. Thank you. Take let me take this the TV show MacGyver. Okay. In every episode, MacGyver got trapped and he had a stick of bubble gum and a, and a match and some duct tape and he escaped. That was the plot of MacGyver. Every single episode. There was absolutely no character development to MacGyver, right? It just it was the same thing. And they got the, and it was fun, you know what I mean? But it still it was the same formula. 
if you don't have any depth to your soul, right? If you don't have any depth to your character, then eventually whatever fad you're doing or thing you're trying to do is going to fizzle out, right? People are going to get tired of it. And also people aren't going to get, you're not going to get those longer lasting relationships and longer lasting clients, or in terms of the word social and social networking, those alliances, right? Those partnerships with other people, right? So the more uh, better, the more better, the better you can tell a great story uh, and nail it. Like I always tell my clients before we start filming, nail this, like just nail it. So I'll go, oh my God, don't be lit. Oh God. You know, I mean, just, you know, like when you're just crying. It's, and I take that from the movies. Okay. E.T. is one of my favorite ones, right? The, the, we know it's a puppet. We know it's not real. The alien's made out of foam. Okay. But yet when it's dying and Elliot's there crying and behind it, it starts lighting up. It's alive. We thought it was dead. And the kid's crying over here. And the thing, we're going, get turn around. The damn thing's alive. You got to escape. That's what I want in my marketing. I want theater. I want emotion. I want people to be up on their feet going, oh my God, did you make it? You know, but another part of it is storytelling is great is like cliffhangers. And this is what George Lucas loved. You know, when he created Star Wars, um, you know, the old Flash Gordon, the old shorts and all that kind of stuff where it's like, did did you make it to the rest of that book? Did that brand, you know, survive COVID? You know what I mean? I'm making a story for you. Like, did did, did they, you know, were they things? I find out in my next episode. Oh, my God. Right. Um, and all of this is way pre-internet. And right. it's all human. You know, the, the, the people think, like, you know, how does the internet work? It's not important. How LinkedIn works is, yeah, there's hacks and things and I can teach you how to search for a hashtag and find people and put a good comment in and all. But it's how we communicate that's important, not just how good of a communicator you are, but also in sales, how good of a listener you are too. So there you go. Right. Do you think the in your in your work you, you use video to tell stories, the theatrical performance of the stories? Do you find it to be most challenging for the brand story or the customer journey? What story do you think is most challenging for entrepreneurs to or business owners that you work with to to identify their own personal brand story, how their brand developed, how their genius developed? I think. Or the journey yeah. that their customer will go on. Because I think both stories are extremely important. And we use them in speaking, but I imagine you use them in video too. Well, I'll say this. There's a guy named Bernardo Moya. He created this thing called The Best View. And he has a book out called The Question. And what he talks about is the more, the more better, here I go again, the better the questions are that you ask yourself or of your customers, or of your team, or of your whatever, right? The better results you'll get. So for instance, I traveled all around the country, flew back and forth 15,000 miles to create 700 videos for this biohack franchise called Osteostrom. When I was there, I asked the people in the testimonials very leading questions. One of the questions I asked was, in five to 10 years from now, what do you still want to be doing thanks to Osteostrom? And they answered, and I taught them, repeat after me, right? Five to 10 years from now, I still want to be strong. They're a place that increases your bone density and your longevity. Okay, that's what's it. So the culture of the brand is I want to live longer, 
not mm-hmm. just the feature of just, I'm going to increase my bone density, which is the feature right. of it, but the culture of it was that. So by asking the right question, you get the right answer in the media and that drives the message and the culture that you want, you know, to get. So when you're talking about the brand story, yes, I always look for, you know, what moment in someone's life, maybe it wasn't when they were five or 10 years old or 15, really was the moment that they realized that they liked medicine, right? Or they liked uh, to fix cars, or they liked to publish and read, you know, books or whatever, or tell stories or whatever it was. Because then when you get that depth, I can weave that into your inbound marketing, meaning that. Okay, okay, I'll give you the best example. Since I've done so many of these, I go backwards through my life and tell my own story. In 2019, all of a sudden, this popped into my head. And the story goes like this. One day, I go over to my dad and I go, Dad, get a pad and a piece of paper. He goes, why, son? I go, just get a pad and a piece of paper. I couldn't read or write at the time. I said, I'm going to dictate to you my own one-man show starring me as Peter Rabbit. He's looking at me like I'm nuts. You know, I'm so excited. And I, from memory told him the whole story with the stage directions and everything. I just wrote a play in my head and wrote it out. So then he took me to his college. He said, my son, three years old, is going to have his own one-man show. So people have hired me and they go, why did you hire me? Now they're doing internet marketing, you know, for their brand. And they go, because you've been doing this since you were three years old. That has nothing to do with the internet. That has nothing to do with the feature. You know what I mean? And what I'm doing now. So when you find these stories in yourself, they add such depth to you that you'll you'll get these clients say, yeah, I trust you. You can do it. And you'll be like, I didn't even talk about it. What? You know what I mean? Because they get it. There's something, there's an implication too in these stories. You know that people are presenting. My business service helps clients do this, right? Brochure isn't. Oh God, I'm falling asleep. Okay. Rather than you tell the story that's so in depth about yourself that I go, oh yeah, I trust that guy. Yeah. He could fix anything. He he fixed uh he fixed his toy motorcycle when he was five. I he he can fix anything, right? Um, that's what I'm looking for in it. So I hope that kind of answers your question. You have a different yeah. angle on this than me, but like this is where I come at it. I know you come at it from this angle, but we're both in the same circle, if that makes yeah. any sense, you Absolutely. know, trying to find these brand stories. Yeah, it's so it's so important for trust and it's important for it's to establish trust and to also establish the why behind your business. And it differentiates yeah. you in the marketplace. And your story does. And the more that you tell your story, the more able you are to separate yourself from somebody else that's doing the other service because you established that trust. So I'll tell you something I don't like. I don't like this go find your purpose, right? Go find it. I say, look, you grew up this way. You had these experiences. You had this life experience. You have your talent. You have your gifts. You're already able to do these different things. Maybe we have to narrow it down, package it. Okay, whatever. But your brand is just you. It's just how you are, how you think, what you definitely say. Influence means I want to act like you. I want to think like you. I want to eat like you. I want to dress like you. I want to, I want to, I trust you, da, 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 to use your gifts every day. And my job in marketing is just to give you the opportunity to use your gifts, right? So this idea that you have to go find a niche and whatever, all you have to do is be Sorry, you and make the content and put it out there and they'll decide how to use you. They'll say, wow, could you help me with this issue in real estate? Because you know real estate or whatever. And you'll go, and this is the secret. You go, yes. <laughs> right. And then you go, how much would that cost? And you go, 
well, $15,000. And they go, all right, sold. And then you call your friends and go, I don't even know how to do that. I've never done that before. You know what I mean? And that's the magic of it. Life is a fantastic adventure. And, and you can allow them to figure out you. Does that make sense? Just by you putting yourself out there, they'll see the magic in you. And they'll see things that you don't see in yourself. Those are things in your Absolutely. brand and ways to use your products that you don't see. And that's where you go out and you do surveys and customer things and da, 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 and find out and what they're using it for. And then you use that and turn around and put that out in your stories. Just, Seems like a pretty simple people. solution, but it's uh it is the way it is the way to connect and not enough people do it. Not enough people sh- tell their stories. And I think that's, it's key to marketing. It's key to differentiation. That's all. I'll t- say when we when we say tell your story, it's not well. I was born in this day. I grew up in this town. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about those, yeah, those key moments that somehow have a thread into what you're doing now that have a definitive beginning, middle, and end that just nail it so that people, you know, it going along the line. But go ahead. Yeah, I was just the other thing that stuck out to me too. The, we go back to your theater experience and how, I mean, that's been instilled in you for your whole life. And when did you decide to, I I think there's a breaking point, at least a lot of people I worked with, that there's, mm-hmm. that there's that point where they, do I trust myself to make a business out of this? Do I... Do I understand that? Because I think that's a breaking point too, is uh, with many entrepreneurs that are thinking about entering their ideas into the marketplace. It's like, what what pushed you over the edge to make this a part of your business? Or a key well, two part? Parts, well, two parts of it. The first part is I don't like working for anybody else. Uh, <laughs> God, I don't like to be told what to do. I don't want to get anyone else's schedule. I don't like being in a box. I don't like sitting in a cubicle for somebody Who else. I figured that out right away. So that was the first impetus because I didn't know what, what the I was going to do. I just got to make websites for people, I guess. Like I didn't really have, like, I still haven't seen a business plan. Yeah. Supposedly be able to make business plans. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I'm all feeling like I just go with my gut and my feeling. Um, but when I, so I'll tell you a quick story that'll make, that'll get what you're talking about. I went back to my college that I went and got uh, my theater arts degree from. And on the plaques on the wall of the theater department, it says 1993 Daryl Stern President's Award in Theater Arts. And on the other side uh, is a playwriting contest that I invented because there was no playwriting contest at my uh, my college. I had won the National Young Players Festival. So I invented a contest and then I won it twice. That's a cool thing to do, right? Yeah. So, but what that did is I stood there and I got grounded a, I felt guilty that my parents sold the house, you know, to pay for my theater because I threw theater away, you know. And also, my mother died of cancer. My father before that, I married the wrong girl. I blew the inheritance of Las Vegas and all, you know, the stuff that happens to us. That and all happens. of a sudden, I just sit there and I had a, I, I grounded in a deep appreciation and respect for the people that have came before me, my parents that sacrificed into my life. And B, I really sunk into that I that I know this art better than anybody. I could take any kind of situation, you know, customer, avatar, whatever, paint a situation, and I just start writing scripts for their landing pages just out of me. It just comes from playwriting. And I've been doing that, you know, since I was in eighth grade. So I think that that grounding in what are you truly gifted at? And I think people are right now, sometimes they're trying to do a business or they have a job that's not their gifts. 
right. they're trying to figure out why and they blame it on I hate my boss or I don't like the schedule or, you know, they're telling themselves their business is working when it's really failing because they just are in it and that someone, you know, whatever they did it for whatever reason. And it's okay to then go, no, I, I need to shift gears. When yeah. I discovered, when I found myself in the director's chair directing 200 videos in a shoot with somebody and coaching them and they're acting in the videos, I was home. I went all around the planet, you know, and then found my home again. If you ever read The Alchemist, you know, the story where the home is right, the treasure is right underneath his feet and all that. It's kind of like that. I think we go through a lot of that in our lives. But I found that then when you find that and that's all in alignment, that's when your business takes off. Absolutely. And that's when everything comes in alignment and nothing to do with, well, it could have to do with the other things that you would teach or any other people would teach. But I say it just, it just is so home with what you're naturally gifted at. Yeah. Um, because it just comes naturally to you. And everyone needs someone else's gifts. You don't have my gifts. I don't have your gifts. You and I would team up with a client. You would do this and I would add that. And together, you know, this bigger thing, right? Yeah. Um, and it's because, and, I, and the other thing is this, this idea that we're competing or, you know, the scarcity mindset, which scarcity comes from uh, about 400, 500 years ago where these people went to the West Indies and they brought back these spices and a parrot. And they said, these things are in limited supply. Isn't there's no limited supply on this planet. Everything is in abundance. We could grow more food, more things. We have more, we have 56 types of tomato sauce to choose from now at the store, right? It's when you let go and you realize that we're all in this abundance and it's not a win-lose. We're in a win-lose since the Roman Empire. Right. The gladiators are going to fight. One person's got to win. One person's going to lose. And when we realize that we can win, win. It's hard to do that. It's hard to get out of the competitive, you know, mode. But when you finally let go and you just let people, you just, and you seek out mentors too, and you stop just trying to do it all by yourself and you seek out people that are smarter than you. You don't um, have to do it alone. Exactly. That's when you really, you know, grow and reach a state of abundance. I have an interesting question. I haven't asked this before, but do you think, do you think that your gifts and your strengths are unique to you? Genetic, genetic sounds a little biological, but they're something that are in you or something that you gain through experience. Uh, but a little both. A little both. I think that the, you know, the, the debater that. <laughs> Yeah, a little of both. By the time you're 10 years old, your personality is set in stone. Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, brain development, you can, you know, what what year, what age, you know, blah, 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 we develop. So um, by three to seven to five years old, whatever, I was already doing this playwriting. I was already doing this stuff. But I also, by age 11, started playing with computers and playing with computer basic and got into the computer too. So I was doing all that from a young age. Um, that's my parents putting a lot of time and effort in, and money, you know, into allowing me to, to have this creative space um, to a fault. Now, the opposite part of that is they didn't put in a lot into me in terms of like, I'm not very organized. I either can't find my car keys or my wallet. You know what I mean? In the morning, you know, there everybody has these strengths and these weaknesses. So it's a combination of that. I think some of it is your heritage, your genetics. My grandfather was a watchmaker and I like to tinker with things and, and take things apart, right? My grandmother was in vaudeville. She was in theater, like, get it? So it's hereditary what your parents, so that's genetics, right? That's, that's inherent, 
right? But then there's also then your experience, uh, which is I just got out there and started. So I'll tell you something funny about actors, right? I can get up on stage and talk to a thousand people on stage. No, no sweat, no stage fright. But if I go to a networking meeting and I'm trying to, so I'm trying to meet people and everybody's in couples and their groups and stuff, I don't like that. I can't interrupt anyone's. I'm talking about social, like, like yeah. at a bar or whatever. I don't like that at all. Um, if it's business networking, though, I can do that. So um, there's a deck of cards that we're all dealt, you know, and then we just do it. So to answer your question, uh, of course, your life experience matters. I mean, my mom died of cancer in front of me. And in that healing process, I really discovered myself. I think we're on a never ending journey to figure out how we work ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? What makes up our own mind? Why we are this way? Do we want to be this way? Accepting, you know, our gifts and our talents, but also accepting our weaknesses at the same level. You know, so then we can go, okay, well, I need help with this. I need, and this is becoming a CEO, right? I need help. I need to delegate. I need to expand. I need, I need this help. I need this mentoring. I need to hire you to do, you know, figure out the brand story for behind my brand and write it out better and, you know, solidify it in a way that will attract customers. Because when you're in your business and all you've done is look at it yourself, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're just stuck in your little bubble. You're not seeing it the way a total stranger would see it. You can't, it, it's your baby, yep. you know? So um, that's where, that's where people like you and me come in. Absolutely. What advice would you have for entrepreneurs that were curious about creating a business out of their expertise? Well, the first part is to work with you, either you or me or both of us, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. and like have us pull it out of them and make you make online courses. I make online courses. doesn't matter who the difference is. We're both doing that, that kind of thing. Um, I think that it starts with saying, with answering this question, what turns your soul on? What I mean by that is there's some states of euphoria we've been in where we're giddy like a five-year-old over something we accomplished. Like literally, we're like giddy. And it's that kind of moments that we want to fill our lives with. So um, the advice I would give someone is to go, well, what did you do when you were five years old? You know, what do you remember best about what your dad taught you? You know, what what would you really, if we could close our eyes and go to a certain moment in your life, when were you truly happy doing something? You know, now that doesn't mean you have to flip your whole business, quit, get a new job. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, you got to find this, this joy of yourself, you know, first, and really maybe sometimes get back into the joy of your business, which is, wow, this is amazing. I'm so happy that you uh, are do are doing this with me because, wow, you're so much better because of my gifts. And this is, you know, how we, you know, work together. Absolutely. To be in touch with your strengths and yourself and to, and to feel confident in your skills. And that is what helps solve problems because that's what our audience buys solutions. So, and Mm -hmm. if your, if your strengths can solve problems for others, that's what, that's what they buy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, We've gotten stuck into a, well, okay. Go back to, you know, the internet and the brochure brochureism right uh, we we love our client we have served the community for 20 years it's it, i call it vernacular okay so there's different vernaculars in communication right talking about yourself in the third person <laughs> right no good <laughs> right 
and understanding what's really happening. I'm holding up this phone. You're talking to me, just one person. Now we're breaking the space-time continuum. If you spider Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse, <laughs> and this is because I'm a sci-fi geek, right? So this moment is happening simultaneously with a billion people, but it's only one person at a time. Does that make sense? So mm -hmm. when you now perform your media, I'm talking to this person. I'm saying, you know, I feel, I feel your pain, and I know what it's like when your brand just isn't connecting or something something off you know or something doesn't there's something missing you know and what if i could help you really get into the story behind your brand to make people have this understanding of this root philosophy of why this really is here and what a gift to the world it is that's where i can take you there's your landing page right but i'm saying it to you the camera, the person, because I am going to go on your landing page and you're going to tell me. This is not broadcasting. I am not going, good Good evening, we're on the podcast show and I'm doing, you know, broadcasting to the whole universe. Welcome to the show. That's not what social media marketing and storytelling and little video, you know, in these videos is. It's I'm talking to you, right? In that, I need to pause. Okay. Last analogy. Okay, there was a thing called voicemail. It was on a cassette tape. It was on a cassette tape. And we call our mom. It was on a cassette. And we go, hi, mom. I love you. I'm so sorry I'm late. I really am. I'll make it up to you tomorrow. Dinner. I promise. I love you. Quick. We would pause because we knew the person was going to listen to it and react to it. And we pictured mom in our minds when we talked to it. This is leaving a video voice message for the people that you can help, for the people that you care about and all that. And all of a sudden you go, because I got you to the root philosophy of what we're doing here, right? And that's what I focus on is the performance, your performance in that, me in that media, but having the philosophy of I'm sharing my gifts, but I'm communicating to a person that I can help. Absolutely. Performance. So it's key. And I don't, I, I think that people do not prioritize it enough. So I think it's a true gift that you bring to marketing because people Thank need you. to be trained on how to speak. We, you know, many people took just as an example, I teach public speaking, you know, they take one class in high school and one class in college, and then that's it. And you're not trained to speak on media. So it's a, and you're not yeah, trying if you, to connect to the audience. So it's that's yeah, that's yeah. why we need a performance coach. If you want to be healthy, right? And you eat healthy food three days a week and then get pizza on Friday night, you're not healthy, right? If you want to do media and public speaking or be a social media, whatever, influencer, or really get your numbers up for the you know community of allies that are going to refer people to you, that is a job that's on a schedule, that's on a thing. Um you know, now what I work on, so, so a lot of people say marketing is numbers, right? Marketing is all measuring the numbers. I go, what are you measuring? They go, huh? Well, the results, the numbers. I go, you know, you're measuring the art, the result of the art. I create the art. All the data analytics can go on with their data analytics, but I go, the art has to be really good to get those numbers that you're analyzing. Absolutely. And without us artists like you and me, you know, there's no numbers. 
no results. The artist of performance. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Daryl, where can our audience find you and all of your information? Super cool. So I love connecting on LinkedIn. I'm Daryl, D-A-R-R-E-L-L, and then Stern, S-T-E-R-N. If you want to see the work of my amazing marketing agency, that's at stern.marketing. There's no .com in that. And if you want to join my marketing mastermind or go Stern storming with me, you go to sternmarketing.academy, and then I'll take you to the landing page there for my amazing marketing accountability group. That's awesome. I'll include your LinkedIn and your profile and your um, website in the show notes. So they have yeah. immediate access. Yeah, it's super cool. And it's super cool to connect with you. I might want to yeah. work with you. I, I haven't published books. I might want to tune up on my public speaking. I might, you know, we always have to be a little bit humble about it. If you think you've got it all figured out, uh, something's going to take you down. You know, if you think that you, uh, you know, have it all or whatever, it, you don't. And the more humble you are. So here's the thing. Along the way, someone's going to knock you out. You're going to lose a client. You're going to, you know, we had COVID, you know, all kinds of stuff. Something's going to knock you out. You have to constantly be working and constantly building alliances and constantly be, you know, both marketing and working on your story, your speaking ability and all these other things that go into it. I tell every business person, have you taken an acting class, an improv comedy class and a playwriting class? And they go, what? Well, you're you're on camera. <laughs> you're trying to make videos. Right. Yeah, you know, why haven't you? Why don't you study this art form? And then they finally start to get it. You know, the same thing with you. You want to be a speaker? Okay, great. Yeah, you're you're, you're speaking. <laughs> Words are coming out of your mouth, but that's not that's not what it is. There's a whole other art form that you have to learn about. It. Absolutely. Well, I feel with all of your analogies. And all of your experience, I am excited to continue getting to know you and your work. So thank you for coming to the podcast today to tell us all about your what you do. Thank you. And may the force be with you. <laughs> Likewise. And I appreciate the, I just love hearing the stories about how someone has taken their core genius, foundational skill that they've had all of their lives. And yes, we've been through trials and tribulations and things happen and life happens. But then now you are in a business where you're helping others discover their performance ability by using your skills and expertise. I think that is admirable. And I think it is also such a great example for our listeners out there who are think who might want to live a life of their passion and work in a space of their genius because that's where you perform the best is in your genius zone. So thank you for coming on the podcast today. And to you listeners out there, I appreciate you listening. Subscribe, listen to the stories. I release stories about every week about genius entrepreneurs that have created a business out of their genius. You ever, If you ever have any questions, just reach out to me on my website, shelbyjolong.com. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Culture, Communication, and Brand Moments with your host, Shelby Joe Long. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we will see you on the next episode.